Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 305, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says simple things done well and done often can lead to the greatest results, including developing healthy habits for your body, your mind, and your soul. And joining me on today's show is Kim Siddons. Kim is a sports and exercise physiotherapist and occupational health physio. And she has over 20 years of experience, including working with elite athletes and teams such as the Australian women's cricket team. Now she now uses her expertise to help everyday workers and students ditch the strain, the pain and the drain often involved with sitting at a desk by equipping them to feel their best and achieve success at their desk and beyond. Now on today's show, Kim's going to share realizing that your journey is more about growing in trust and relationship with the Lord. She's also going to talk about how to ease muscle, muscle tension, stiffness and soreness, boost your energy levels and vitality, as well as five simple steps to ditch the strain, pain and drain of sitting at a desk, something I'm sure as uh, entrepreneurs uh, certainly will need and benefit from. So welcome to the show today, Kim. Hi, Emery. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You are so very welcome. I'm glad you've come on the show because as we're going to talk about in a moment, there are some exercises, things that we should be doing to help ease the strain, the pain and the drain. And I'm sure there are also things that we are doing that we don't know or realize that's actually uh, limiting and causing some of that, that strain and pain that we all know for those of us who sit at a desk for long periods of time. But before we dive into all of that, I'd love just to find find out how you got into this industry. Was it something you'd always aspire to be or did you see God working throughout your life to suddenly decide, you know what, I want to work in this area because this is something I'm passionate about? Well, I'd always wanted to be a physiotherapist even from when I was a little girl and had a few injuries and went to the physio for them. So I've been a physiotherapist for more than 20 years, as you said, and I love that career. And I've always wanted to just try and find a way to adapt what I'm doing in that career to um, help people to the best of my ability and also to fit into my lifestyle. So I was loving being a sports physio to lots of elite teams, traveling the world and had some amazing partners in a practice in Brisbane. So I was juggling both those things. Mm. And then I became a mum and as most people who've been a parent can uh, probably sort of are familiar with that was just impossible to travel with teams and, and be a physio 
therapist in that capacity. Yeah. So I took a few years stepping back and I did, a, um, my husband travels for work. We traveled the world for his job. He's in sport. He's a cricket coach. And so we'd been in many different countries, many different areas. And I used to see people from musculoskeletal aches and pains and some sports injuries at home or even in a few clinics overseas. And then a few years ago, about four years ago, we settled back or we came to Adelaide. So I'd never lived in Adelaide before. My husband had worked there and I loved it. Mm. And straight away, we came to Adelaide, loved the city. I was so blessed to be offered a part-time job in the city. And I'd actually never worked in the city before. I'd worked in suburbia and then with teens. And I couldn't believe I was right in the heart of the city, mm-hmm. started seeing all these people streaming in from offices around wow. me. And also we had um, a really high profile private school across the road. I still work in that clinic too. So I still see those people a couple of days a week. But one um, girl in particular touched my heart. She'd actually finished university. Uh, she'd finished college the year before, finished high school and had started university. I was seeing her mum and mum had come to see me. She said, my daughter's just got such um, bad neck pain, back pain, headaches. Mm. And I think, you know, you might be able to help her. So I saw this um, lovely girl. She was a high achiever. She got into whatever she wanted to do at university. Uh, and um, when she came to see me, she said, I was asking about her pain and how long she'd had it and how bad it was. And she said, Kim, I can't even remember in my whole life never having a really bad back never having a sore neck and I can't remember what it's like not to have a headache and this poor girl had gone through her whole high school life it should have been a highlight I mean those years are yeah. amazing and she'd been marred by a headache and she'd still achieved what she wanted to do but wow. she really was just so down about being in pain for the time and within a few weeks of working with her that was all gone mm. And she was, you know, set to set off on a path again to success and had all these strategies up her sleeve. And I think that was when I thought, you know, I know there's more kids out there like that. Mm. And I love working with office workers as well because they are also suffering a lot from sitting at desk a lot of the time. These young kids, you know, they don't know any better than they don't know that there's so many little things that they can do just to really help themselves feel better they perform better mm. their mood and their mental health is so much better and it's often not rocket science it's just specific stuff that yes. really helps them and so that's how I started on this journey of sort of more trying to get into the preventative side of things mm-hmm. we can prevent you know there's that saying an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure so if we can prevent uh, our next generation really from going down that path that Mm. we can see kids are being more involved in screen time and technology and all that sort of thing. We all are, we're all, but there's some really little healthy habits that they can instill from a young age Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to end up suffering like a lot of people in their middle ages are doing at their desks. Yes, because I know as adults, um, we tend to uh, grab for the easy fix yet just and you're going to explain some of the 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 simple steps as you say that we can be doing at our desks and when we do that with more intention and mindfulness we can then start to notice a remarkable improvement as well which is wonderful but before we dive into that realizing your journey this is what you say is more about growing in trust and your relationship with the lord what what do you mean by that and how's that transpired in your life and business well it's interesting because i was pretty confident in my craft as a health professional 
but I had never established a business before. Mm. And so I remember thinking, oh, I can help so many people in this way and start, you know, working with students and their families and kids or office workers. And, and so I had this idea and I thought, yep, that seems really God inspired. I'm just going to do it. Um, and then all of a sudden I thought, well, how do I do that? So I started, you know, I'm good at study. I've just studied a lot in my time. So I started really getting down deep into working out what I need to do to start a business, what the gurus were saying, trying to get things like all the technical stuff happening, you know, websites and email lists and um, trying to work through that phase of getting a business on board. And I came across lots of gurus and experts in building businesses and online businesses as well and all those sorts of things. And the things that they were saying, I just thought, wow, they know so much more than me. I must do that. So I remember thinking, oh, I remember having this vision of wanting to work with students and then um, the, the experts in that area, you know, you listen to lots of podcasts, do lots of trainings. I did paid trainings and paid courses. They would say you need to start with what you know. If you're not used to speaking to that audience, don't speak to that audience. Start with what you know. Other, um, and there were lots of other little things where they'd say, you know, you need to have a system for this and you need to have a system for that and you need to be all over marketing and you, um, you know, you need to have a way of monetizing this from the start and all these things and must have, you must do this and you must do it this way. Mm. I was thinking, oh, well, okay, I've not really worked with students that much before, so I better not do that. I'll park that for now and I'll go off and speak to the audience I know, which I've been working with quite a time you know is the adults in that in that area and I'll and I'll get to the student thing later and, and and a few other things that came across my path and and everyone was saying no you can't do it that way you shouldn't do it that way do it this way and I reckon I wasted a good 18 months being led by information and I remember this one podcast I was listening to I think it was Dr Tim Harris he said you need revelation and go for, come from a place of revelation, not information. And I was like, that is me. I mean, I tend to be a real striver anyway. I think if you work hard at something, you'll get there mm. in the end. And I was just working in my own strength. I was completely striving to do what I thought was best based on what other people were telling me. I did not once really take the time to stop and seek God first, mm -hmm. seek the kingdom first and come from God's perspective because his ways are higher than our ways. He knows best and he equipped me. Mm -hmm. He had already equipped me to be able to speak into the lives of those students and to, be, to have access to everything that I needed, as it says in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, I've been running myself into the ground burning myself out or oh, doing social media. Everyone says you must have a social media presence and be on social media on time. And I mean, this is, I've got three little kids at home and I'm setting the worst example for them because mm -hmm. I'm having to you know, do all this social media all the time, which is not what God wanted. Yeah. He didn't want to take me away from my family. That was not the intention. So when I stopped and I sought God first, made sure I was listening to his voice and following, you know, all those things that, that it mm. says in the Bible about the Lord will direct your steps and then trusting that trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding. I really needed to walk through all those steps mm -hmm. to again get to the place of revelation that it's not all about me. 
God wants me to fulfill a purpose in that way, he will open the doors. Mm -hmm. I won't have to be burning myself into the ground with all this social media marketing that is not familiar to me at all. And he will just allow, you know, a, a path as I walk with him, a path to unfold before me that yes. is hopeful that I know will be exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask and imagine that Ephesians three twenty mm. sort of walking through to that. Yes. And I guess that's been my journey then. I've had to then stop. I've had to not rely on my own strength. I've had to listen to the Lord and obey and mm. take small steps and go at my own at his pace, not my pace. Because I just would tend to run ahead, get yes. an idea and run ahead and run ahead of his direction and ahead of his pace. <laughs> and all of a sudden come crashing down mm. because I wasn't aligned. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that. I know I certainly can too. What, what's interesting is that often, um, and, and you, you'll probably be finding this too, that the things that you did do, uh, it's almost as if God has, had held that back for a moment and said, well, look, I really do need you to seek me first. Like that wasn't just some random thing that I put in the Bible. There's meaning behind that. And then you realize a lot of the other stuff that you have done can then be implemented because God says, well, now that you've got your vision straight and you're, you're relying on me, then all the other things I can bless. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's not that any of those things are wrong. It's just that I had it all in the wrong <laughs> list of priorities. And so it was all a little bit messed up and confused. Yeah. Which, and thank you for sharing that because I think, as I said, we can all relate to that um, in one way or another. And maybe for someone that is listening today, you've been, all of the steps that you've put into this place, the practical steps, have you asked the Lord first? Because sometimes another thing that, that I would often do, you implement. And then you go back and you do a round circle and go, God, please bless this. And oh. God kind of goes, well, look, if you didn't seek my counsel first. Yes, I know. That's yeah, that's totally the journey I've been through. And I need to keep going through that journey, yeah. you know, every day coming back, yes. uh, re, you know, and refocusing and going, okay, God, I need to seek you first. Yeah. I found it really hard to do that. I'm a, you know, I've always been a busy person. I yeah. like to be busy. I find it really hard to stop. And God's really challenged me mm. in this season to make sure I'm setting aside time for him. And it is really hard, especially when you've got, you know, family commitments and other mm. things going on. And he'd been challenging me for well over a year. Yeah. I am a night owl. I'm not a morning person. Mm. I love working into the night. That's yes. when my brain is at its best. He'd been challenging me to get up early in the morning to seek him first. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'm just not a morning person. Yeah, can't we meet at 11.30 p.m. or so, Lord? <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, that's all too hard. That's not me. And so, you know, there's that revelation. I was like, well, if it was going to be easy, it wouldn't be, you know, you have to stretch. You have to trust me that I'll find a way for you to be able to put that time aside and I ended up coming across um, uh, an audio book The Miracle Morning I don't know mm. if you've heard of that no yeah and that was um, it must have been through another Christian uh, Christian podcast I think and came across this um, Miracle Morning book mm. that just had the exact little steps that I needed yes to be able to function to get up in the morning and set aside some time to put God first. So isn't it funny how when you really go, okay, Lord, yep, I know this is going to be hard, but I know it's what you want to do. I'm determined to obey. Mm. 
and I've tried and failed it so many times in my own strength. So now I'm just going to leave it up to you. If you want me to get up in the morning, you're going to have to help me do it because I'm not that way inclined and I tend to get up and my kids are screaming for breakfast and off I go. Yeah. So it's, and that's actually changed everything. Oh, that's brilliant. God knew that I needed that. It yeah. was great. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's, and I love the, the verse that said, you know, seek and you shall find because if you ask, mm. then he'll respond you know with the right because he knows us the best doesn't he He knows us better than we know ourselves so um thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing that so let's talk about easing muscle tension stiffness and soreness because when we do we'll be able to boost our energy our levels and vitality which as we know as business owners if we're feeling flat and sore then our productivity and our performance plummet. So what do we need to know about easing our muscle tension? Yes, it really impacts everything, doesn't it? Mm. And I think most people are aware that they need to say, oh, I know I need to sit up straight or I need, no, I need to do this and that. Um, and it's really hard. We're all human. But I sort of like to talk about five, the five little steps because it is just little things if you do often it makes a massive difference and we're all human we're all going to muck it up at different times myself included i'm shuffling myself back in my chair as i'm saying that but it's just spending spending time more time in a better position and doing the right things and less time doing the wrong thing so you don't not expect it to be perfect from straight up but just start trying with some little healthy habits so the first little step i like to ask people to think about is how they can sprinkle more movement into their day when they're sitting at their desk and it doesn't have to mean getting up from your desk mm -hmm. so there's lots of evidence around now and people have been talking about sitting disease which it, you know is a bit of a full-on term but it, there are definite links to sitting and chronic illness and chronic ill health so getting more movement into your day and the and the evidence that surrounds that actually is all about little bits of movement often mm. and it can be as little as two minutes of movement every half hour mm. so it's not much but it's often so a lot of the research has come out saying that after an hour of sitting at your desk your metabolism has really ground down to mm. a halt and so your mind's fatigue your, your mind isn't functioning at its best your body isn't functioning at its best mm -hmm. and you end up sort of just sitting in the one position hanging off all your poor muscles and ligaments and feeling awful and just some little tiny bits of movement it might even be leaning back putting hands behind your head opening up your chest and stretching over the back of your chair and taking you know, a few really deep breaths wiggling your bottom around back and forth I've got some great little targeted sort of exercises um, that we can talk about later that you can do that really help you, uh, you know, get the strain off your body mm -hmm. and move easily without even getting up from your desk. So every half hour when you're sitting, you should be moving for two minutes in some way, shape or form. You can't get up from your desk all the time. So mm -hmm. even when you're stuck sitting, try and do that. Every hour or at least every couple of hours, please do get up from your desk, do yourself a favour and get a drink or do some all those yes. familiar things. Or if you've got a sit-to-stand desk, raise your desk. A lot of my clients are in a, um, a nice habit of regularly moving from mm -hmm. sitting to standing to moving. So the golden rule is actually 20 minutes of sitting, 
eight minutes of standing and two minutes of moving. Uh-huh. It's just that is really hard to achieve and still work because it's such rapid changes. But that's actually how often we should be moving. Yeah. And wow. Now that's the movement side of things. So mm. two minutes of movement every half hour if you can. The second um, one is about posture and positioning yourself at your desk because most of us end up in that real slump slouched mm. sort of front position and our our bottom tucks under so we're often perched on the edge of our chair our shoulders come forward our head comes forward and you end up in that c rounded curve a c curve i call it or a slouch sort of position mm. which really has puts a lot of excess strain on your body mm. particularly when you're there for any length of time so we all often will end up like that particularly if you're looking at phones or whatever but if you're moving often and if you're changing your position often, then you're not going to end up being in that position for hours on end. But it's just as important to be mindful of your posture. And I sort of like to say to people, if you imagine, and I haven't got a picture of this um, because the podcast can't show you, but if you imagine that your pelvis, so if you put your hands on the top of your hips, sort of on the top of your pelvis, your pelvis is like the roots of your tree. So mm-hmm. your pelvis is what centers you and grounds you, especially when you're sitting. So imagine if a tree was not rooted in the ground properly, the trunk would fall over. And the same is with our body. If our pelvis isn't positioned in our chair properly, our spine can't be aligned mm. over our pelvis properly and our whole body tips forward and comes forward. So if I had to pick one quick tip, the thing would be to wiggle your bottom back in the chairs. You might even need to go side to side, but wiggle your pelvis right back so it's really wedged back in your chair. So that's your roots grounded firmly. So then your spine can more effortlessly effortlessly be balanced over the top of your pelvis Hopefully you've got a nice back on your chair that you can even relax your back, back on your backrest. That's what a backrest is for, rest your back. We just don't often use it. And then your head naturally comes back over your shoulders and you're in much better aligned posture, really simply, easily and much more effortlessly than we are if we're sort of sitting with our tailbone tucked under, our Mm. pelvis tucked under our our pelvis and our root system just isn't that well grounded to take strain off our bodies. Yes. So that was that was a wow. long-winded way of getting to that's how that's how I like to explain posture because people often say sit up straight, sit up straight. Sitting up straight is actually really hard to do for any mm. length of time. You, yeah. It's just unsustainable. Yes. You need to actually position yourself a little bit more cleverly. With simple little tips like that. Position your, your pelvis back wedged in the chair you can be supported and you don't have to work so hard to maintain that better posture yes Does that make sense? yes that's brilliant so movement is very important two minutes at least um every hour but you're saying if we can every half hour look at movement and then posture and positioning so those are two steps what are, what's another one that we need to be mindful of so step three of five I like to talk about would be your setup, your workstation setup. And the fancy word for that is ergonomics. Mm-hmm. People talk about ergonomic chairs and ergonomic furniture and all that sort of thing. So your ergonomics of 
your actual equipment, your furniture, your setup is important because if it's set up correctly, mm. it facilitates you to be in a better posture more of the time and also helps you be able to move better within your work environment. So it is quite important to have that set up. It's just that I also like to point out that a really expensive ergonomic chair and the best setup in the world will not help you if mm. you don't position yourself well in that setup and if you don't move well enough within your setup. So ergonomics is really effect, really important yes. and there's lots of little ways that you can help um, help set yourself up better by having things like your keyboard and your mouse in better position, your monitor in a great position, your mm -hmm. chair adjusted well for you and at the right height. All those things are really important but they don't take precedence over your positioning and your movement. And that's why it's down at number three and not number one. <laughs> yeah. When you're looking then at setting up, what are some tips? Because I notice in my, my, my thing would be my neck, but it's, it, it has come through years of carrying heavy bags on my shoulder. So that, that's a, a real no-no that I have to be mindful of. But I know that sometimes you can position your computer, whether it's a laptop or, a, or, or a, you know, on, on your desk computer, that you're incorrectly steering. So your neck's in a bad position. So what are some things we need to be mindful about in positioning with our desks, with our laptops or desks? Yeah, with a few things. And it is important, Emery, to start at the bottom and work up because mm. if your chair isn't at the right height for you or isn't the right proportion for you, then it doesn't really matter what mm. you do in front of you sometimes. Yeah. And I do tend to find that particularly um, women, taller women not so much, but particularly shorter statured, uh, and it is often women, but some men definitely as well, mm. our chairs are often um, too deep for us and so we're not able to get our bottoms adequately back in the chair. Otherwise, it's, you know, the chair's pressing against the back of our, leg, our calves and that's not comfortable. Ah. So that's often one of the things. And so then a, a simple remedy, aside from researching a better chair, but that's a costly option sometimes, is to use a footrest. A lot of the people mm. I see aren't using a footrest when just raising their feet up so they can have their feet nicely positioned a little bit higher allows them to take strain off their legs and low back and they can get their bottom nicely mm. supported to use their back support. Because yes. a lot of people don't, aren't actually able to use their back support properly and so, no, so then they don't sit back yes. and lean back into their backrest yeah, and then that sets you up for failure right from the outset because you always have to lean forwards, have to lean forwards to your monitor. You have to yes. lean forwards to your screen. You have to lean forwards to your keyboard. Mm. So it's sort of a holistic picture there. But once you've sort of got that set up right and you feel like, okay, I can lean back and I've got my chair right and I'm right in, so I have to pull myself right into the desk so mm. I can actually keep on my backrest while I'm doing my typing and my screen work then it's usually with your monitor height, roughly eye height and lower for the top of your screen. Mm. So laptop, that's the trouble with laptops and students are often on laptops more often than not. Actually, a lot of us are often on laptops yeah. and you really should raise your laptop screen mm. as close as you can to eye level, the top of the screen or at least the working part of your screen, mm. you know, around eye level or a bit below. It depends... Everyone's a little bit different, 
and has different glasses and <laughs> different eye requirements. But, but, but roughly uh, your eye height or a little bit lower, mm. not the you know bending forward slouched over your laptop. The trouble with that is it does mean you then need to have, like I do, a separate yes, little keyboard. keyboard. You can get little portable ones, a separate keyboard and a separate mouse. Mm. So it's okay, say students are going from class to class and hopefully they're not on it for any length of time. But if you are on a laptop, say if you're working from home or working out, out and about for any length of time, you really should try and set yourself up so that you do have your screen and your keyboard and mouse separated because obviously you want your screen higher but you mm. can't type with your hands up like that. Otherwise I've tried when my batteries have gone flat and it's such a pain. Pushes the pain elsewhere <laughs> and creates other issues. So that is you mm. do need a laptop raise. There's some great little portable ones you can get. Mm. And I've got a nice little portable system. I can just fold everything up very light mm. and can go in your bag and, and that's a good way of being mobile but yeah. still being able to if you're sitting for any length of time to be able to set yourself up properly so that you're not ending up with heaps of strain yeah so so important so that was um three and five so does that mean you've got step four still left that's to share step four is about healthy habits mm. with your devices so yes we sort of just touched on laptops and working out and about the other one that we're all probably um, very conscious of is the use of our phones and the fact that when you look down at your phone, we really are putting a heap of strain on our necks. Mm -hmm. So if you can get into healthy habits of setting yourself up better or being mindful to all those other little tips and so moving more when you're on your device, positioning yourself better when you're on your device so it really just means holding your device as close to your face as you can mm -hmm. i like to tuck my elbows in to my side when i'm using my phone and hold it up as much as i can closer to my face but then it's great because you can text two hands or you can swipe and you know it actually is really functionally quite mm -hmm. effective and efficient anyway or using laptop razors moving around so you're not your kids are often on the couch slouched over we're all often on the couch slouched over getting some pillows or even even going into a completely opposite position lying mm -hmm. on the floor for a bit propped up so that we're yeah. reversing our posture for a little while in the day propped up on the old tummy time tummy time goes out the window after everyone's toddlers but you know we actually probably especially students should be spending a little bit more time still in that position sometimes it's a bit yeah. harder as an adult but thinking about things sometimes outside the box because different things work well for different people yes ways that you can actually position yourself better when you're on your devices I often get especially students but even when i'm sitting and working um out and about i need to put a timer on because i don't remind i don't you know I'm not capable when I get stuck in my work of remembering mm. to move as often. Yeah. So that's in the healthy habits is remember, work out a timer system that works for you. Some people like little reminders on their screen. Some people like a timer on their phone. Lots of different little apps that can work. But time, just reminders that work mm. for you. Might be sticky notes even. <laughs> I don't mind sticky notes. I like them. So you get to remind myself, okay, I need to move more often. And then step number five is about the targeted stretches and exercises that you can do mm. at your desk or even just nearby your desk, but particularly at your desk so that you can actually reverse your posture, switch on, I like to call them switch on anti-slouching muscles, mm. <laughs> switch them on and get them stronger, more endurance and 
they are actually pain relieving muscles. So mm. they really do help to not only build your strength and endurance for sitting, but to take pain off your body mm. while you are sitting. So those little um, targeted stretches and exercises are really effective. Yes. And can be so simply and easily sprinkled into your day. Yeah. And it's, it's so important to remember these things because I'm sure we've said on this podcast and I'm sure we all know as business owners, you know, we are our businesses, especially with service-based businesses, our business's best asset. And we're not looking after yeah. that mm-hmm. and continue, you know, with the damage then you know we may get to a stage where the the time for recovery and and looking at remedial is going to take a lot longer if if some real structural damage is not not being done sadly now i know that uh kim you've got lots of great resources on your website but also i know you share regular videos over on linkedin giving people an example of some of the stretches and other things that uh, people can do and that really fits in beautifully with the tips that you've shared today. So how can people get in contact with you and find out more? There's lots of the, I've actually made sure it's up to date on my website, kimsiddonsphysio.com.au and it's Kim with a Y, so it's K-Y-M, Siddons, S-I-D-D-O-N-S. Physio is tricky, P-H-Y-S-I-O, kimsiddonsphysio.com.au. And there's a little um, resource you can download that's my five favourite exercises. I reckon they're the best bang for your buck Mm -hmm. that you get the most out of in the least amount of time, which I'm all about. And so you can get your hands on those if you'd like. That's a free resource. Um, There's an example of some of the... um, the ergonomic equipment I was telling you about that I've tried and tested and really like that is mm. most I think cost effective because that's really important but yeah. also really sturdy and yes the links I, I try to put some blogs on there recently and I do try to do a video a week mm. sometimes I don't get it up to Facebook on my on Facebook it, I am the workstation wellness physio mm. so workstation wellness physio is my Facebook page and LinkedIn is under my name. So Kim Siddons, I think Kim Siddons, not maybe Kim Siddons busy. I think it's Kim Siddons, K-Y-M. And so I do, yeah, try to put a few little helpful things up there very regularly just to keep people inspired and motivated because we all tend to forget, don't yes. we? I even catch myself out sometimes. We know what we should do, but we forget what we can do. And I just like to show people how simple and easy it can be. We're all very time poor. Mm-hmm. Just indulge in a little bit of self-care and really try to improve your physical resilience. I'm loving talking at the moment about physical resilience because everyone's talking about resilience and it's mm-hmm. so important, but they're usually referring to mental health and yeah. resilience. Oh, I think it's great to include the physical component in that because we know that there's such a close relationship. Oh, between absolutely. That's why we have mind, body and spirit, yeah. isn't it? If one, yeah. one will and can impact yeah. the other. So uh, great, great tips. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I do with all of my guests, and I'd be honoured to do this for you as well, Kim, is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. Can I do that for you too? Lovely. Thanks, Emma. Okay, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we had today to listen to Kim, to her testimony. And Father, the reminder of how important it is as Christian entrepreneurs to continuously seek you first, to really make sure that we spend those early mornings with you before we even start the day. And for those of us who are uh, driven and who are just passionate about the work and the impact that we're making, to be reminded that those quiet times with you where we are seeking your counsel 
dance or where we are really leaning into you and going on your strengths, that's when you can bless us, Lord. That is when you can make our paths straight. That is when you open doors that, that no matter how hard we worked and how hard we tried, these doors would not open were it not for you and uh, blessing us. And of course, closing the doors that are a distraction, that are a discouragement for us as well. And we're thankful that Kim reminded us of that. Father, we just want to ask for your continued blessing on Kim's business, for the impact that she's making. Lord, there are so many people who are struggling with headaches, who are physically exhausted because of the fact that uh, they need to be implementing. We need to be implementing these exercises. And so, and we just ask that the message that she's sharing will continue to get in front of those people, the young students who have their whole lives in front of them. And of course the adults too, that through some small changes on a daily consistent basis can make such a difference to their, them physically and of course mentally and spiritually as well. And we just want to ask for your continued blessing on the work that she's doing. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been uh, wonderful. And I'll certainly go and do some more. You know, I'm trying to keep really quiet so don't make any noises. But, um, you know, those exercises make so much difference. You almost immediately feel pressure, you know, releasing. So uh, loved what you've said today. So thanks again for coming on the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Emery. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no cost and low cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.